Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. This is Trent and I'm here with my good friend Alan. And we do these podcasts and we record things and we have discussions in order to help you endure. We want you and your church both to, to last a long time and to do well. And so, Alan, um, we, we've been going through these discussions and, and the thing we want to talk about today is um, what do you do? You know, last time we talked about what happens if you're church, if you're a church and you don't have a pastor, what can you do? Uh, and so this time we want to talk about uh, what do you do if you're a minister and you have, are, you're not involved or not at a church and don't have a job at a church, what can you be doing? Yeah. And sadly, this, this happens a lot, whether it's by your own choosing, by the church's choosing, um, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, we find sometimes that this happens for a season in ministry. So what things are we thinking about when we think about these things? And so we've got 10 of those statements. It started out like it's two or three and ended up as 10 um, <laughs> yeah. because it really wasn't hard to put this list together from that standpoint. But we want to explain it just a little bit. So the first thing, Trent, is to get involved in a healthy church and let that church, you know, kind of minister to you. Yeah, Alan, you know, you and I have both mentioned, and I've heard it multiple times in the last three weeks from other people. So it wasn't just us that heard in seminary, don't get close to the to your people because, you know, you're going to be moving on or whatever. And that we've said that was terrible advice. And so it, especially if you're um, in between ministry positions, you need to allow people to get close to you. Um, you need to have a church family that is healthy, that you can just let them love on you and you can love on them too. Yeah. You know, Trent, for a while, it seemed that my church in Colorado, when I was pastoring, that we became the safe place for some pastors who were without ministries to come. And I certainly hope that it was a time of healing and a, and a place where they could kind of plug in at whatever level they felt comfortable with and knew that we were going to love them and support them. And, you know, I think, too, it was good that they could come someplace where they weren't viewed as a threat or they weren't trying to do anything. They were really trying to get healthy and, and trying to get help. And I think our church was good at recognizing that. And I think that goes a long way in that healing process. And it's so easy when you've been hurt, especially to maybe disconnect from the church. But that's where we really need to see a good expression of the church because that can encourage us and equip us. So, you know, the first thing, of course, make sure you find a healthy church and get plugged in um, to that church. Trent, the second thing is just as important. Spend time with your family. When you've been hurt or when you're discouraged, it's really easy to take that out on the ones you love. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't waste the time. Sometimes we get caught up in our own pity parties and everything, and we, we close ourselves away. Um, and when we need to be doing the opposite, you know, just like we need to have a healthy church family, then we allow them to get close enough to love us, see us warts and all and, and wounds and all. But we also, this is a, this is the time of investment um, because you may not have as much time in the future as you do right now when you can spend with your wife you can spend with your kids. Uh, what an awesome opportunity to invest in them and just let them know how much you love them. Um, and remember, there's no such thing as 
quality time. People used to say, oh, I'm spending quality time with my family. What a bunch of baloney. There's no such thing as quality time without quantity time. And so this is a great time to invest that. Yeah, they need the healing as well. So you want to take care of your family. Don't neglect them in this time. Here's the, the third one kind of ties these together because I think this is where um, it kind of hits the road a little bit. And that's to serve without an angle. You know, it would be easy to say, oh, there's a pastorless church. I'm just going to go serve there and maybe work my way into being their pastor. <laughs> or I'm going to, because this is a famous person, I'm going to kind of hitch my my post to them and and see if I can get something else. When we're serving, don't don't use it as the stepping stone. Use this as a time of healing, a time of reflection, a time of refinement, but serve without an angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not trying to get something for yourself when serving is supposed to be for the good of others. Um, get involved in a homeless ministry. Um, talk about a, a great place to, um, you know, just to kind of refocus you and show you how blessed you are. Go and be involved in a homeless ministry or something like that and just serve, you know, be the guy who sweeps up, be the guy who washes dishes or, or whatever. Do those jobs that just allow you to, to love on people and be blessed. So here's the fourth one, Trent. We've already made it through three. We are like cruising through this here. But <laughs> the, the, the third part is here, here's where we want to start taking time to reflect. You know, and, and you use the word Selah. Tell us a little bit about that, that Psalm word there. Yeah, this is a word that you see in the, in the book of Psalms. Um, and it means, the word Selah, it means to pause and reflect. So you're reading through a passage in Psalms and you'll see that word. And so the idea is instructional to tell you to stop, think about what you just read, reflect on it, and then Spend some time in prayer asking God, how does this affect me? How can I apply this? And so I think if you're looking for a ministry position, uh, maybe you've been hurt badly in a a previous place of ministry. A, A time of pausing and reflecting is so good because you can spend time talking to God and say, God, okay, what are you trying to teach me right now? Because God doesn't waste anything. And so even this time of hurt uh, can be a time of teaching. And so, God, what are you trying to teach me right now is a good first step. And I think it's good, too, to go back, Trent, and see what God has already taught you. And that's kind of that second part of all of that is to to look back and see how God has guided you. You know, Rochelle and I went through, through a time where we thought something was going to happen and it didn't happen. And we were devastated. And it it seemed like. Everything seemed so perfect, and then that didn't work out, and then God opened a different door. And so the same thing, when similar things happened later, I was able to go, that's okay, because I know God's got something for me and that he's in control of this process. And so I think it's really good to to take a look back and see how God has been there for you in the past. Yeah. And so you put those together, you know, what has God done and taught you and taken you through in the past, even if it's that ministry position that hurts you. Uh, And then what is he teaching you right now um, through being able to stop and and do some other things outside of ministry? And then, you know, how am I better equipped because of those things uh, to be able to move forward into that next ministry position? 
uh, you know, do some evaluation of those things. And I, I, I think that'll help you. And that kind of leads us to that next point is to get a clearer picture of yourself, Alan. And, and, you know, so we do this and we've talked about this a whole lot about taking assessments, haven't we? Yeah. Get to know yourself, um, get some assessments, go get some counseling if you need some counseling, but do something that makes you more self-aware, makes you a better version of who you are and who God has created you to be. Get to know something about yourself you didn't know. Um, I'm amazed at how many layers there are in my life that I don't know about until God starts peeling them back and showing those things to me and helping me realize, man, I'm wired this way, or um, why am I wired this way? All those different things. And so we've used all kinds of resources. Trent, you've used a lot with the DISC resources and things like that. We've we've talked about the Enneagram, and I know some people have problems with it, but it was helpful for me, <laughs> you know, uh, and there's others out there. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Um, recently, I was just going through reading the book about the um, six working geniuses, and that was helpful to me to kind of understand the steps of work and where, why I enjoy parts of it and really don't enjoy other parts. But you mentioned, Alan, um, you mentioned counseling, and I wanted to say that most denominations offer free counseling for those ministers that are a part of their groups or even some non-denominational groups. Um, and there are non-denominational groups uh, that that offer or will um, give you some ideas of counselors to contact. And, and those Christian counselors will often do a, a much better deal for a pastor. Yes, they understand the, the challenges that come with the territory in ministry sometimes. So Trent, that's halfway through. Let's let's get on to our next five here. Um, and the first one of those is to keep learning, that we need to continue to be students. Even if you're out of ministry and you don't know if you're ever going to get back in, into ministry, should you keep learning about ministry? And you and I would both say, yes, you should. Oh, yeah. You need to take some time and and not only learning about ministry, but keep in mind that most churches are going to be have to look for a co-vocational or bivocational minister. And so develop some other skills, uh, you know, take a class at a local college on some form of technology. Uh, make yourself more hireable, not only to that church, but also if you're looking for a a bivocational position, you know, hireable to a company or something that will help you. Yeah, a lot of small communities with uh, co-vocational pastors, if you'll get an, a teaching certificate, you can go into the schools and be a substitute or at a high capacity level, or you can be a, a classroom teacher, coach. There's so many things that you can do. So get some of those skills. Continue to be a learner. We never want to give up learning. And it's a great chance. You, you, you put the words in our notes, Trent, to fill your toolbox, you know, and so we need to read a lot. We need, we need to continue to be students and, and put things into our minds because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I have one, but I've got half a mind anyway. And then, so I, you know, there's, you may be doing some, um, jobs in the middle of this time where you're looking for a new position. Um, and you can get 
Audible or audio books um, from your local library you can check out and listen to while you're mowing lawns or whatever. I did that while I was in seminary, you know, and and so you just take some opportunities to be filling your toolbox with tools that you can use. And this is an investment. Remember, you're investing in your family, you're investing in yourself. And this is I, I recently came across this term, Alan. It's um, holistic self ministry you know it's it's taking care of yourself in all the different ways and and this is one of those areas where you're going to be growing and getting some tools to help yourself but also that will be beneficial in your ministry position to come yeah that's a great advice and if we look at number seven number seven number six was keep learning number seven is learn new skills we kind of talked about those together a little bit Mm -hmm. but it's a great opportunity for us to really examine who we are um, to maybe even find a new hobby or to find a new um, physical skill set, but to develop some new skills in your life that can guide you. Maybe you had some really unhealthy things going on in your life and you want to take up a new hobby. You know, I, I know a pastor who who had let his health slide, so now he runs ultras. Well, wow. good, good for him. If you like to run 100 <laughs> miles, then go run 100 miles. Um, but... I think it's important for us to develop just new sets of skills to learn something that you never knew before. Um, that was the joy of starting podcasting. And even today we're podcasting in a different format um, because it's time to learn a new skill because our audio wasn't working the way we were doing it. So don't be afraid to try to try something new. It's what, what helps us um, grow as, as people. So number eight, Trent, this is a huge one for us. We've talked about this. One of our most popular episodes that we've ever recorded deals with this topic, but that's to connect with other pastors. This is so important, Alan. Um, and you, just as you said, because um, I think that our enemy, Satan, wants to separate us out and, and we're more vulnerable when we're separated away from our support group. And as a minister, it's really hard to let your guard down and let uh, speak to people and tell them all the wounds and hurts and, and struggles you have. But a group of pastors, they understand what you're dealing with. And, and so that's a, a safer place for you to be able to share. And that begins the healing process. So I would really encourage you to find some pastors that you can meet with. Yeah, when you're isolated, you're in danger. And that's true with or without a church, you're in danger. So make sure that you're connecting. It makes you stronger. It makes you better. Connect with other pastors. That's just so huge for us. Trent, our ninth one is uh, to consider, be willing to consider those hybrid types of ministries. We mentioned the possibility of going co-vocational. When we think about the average church of being 65 people or so, that means not a lot of churches can afford full-time pastors. Yeah, and so you, you've got to be willing to look outside the 1960s box. Uh, you've got to be able to say, okay, this is a part of my ministry is to, to preach at this local church or to minister at this local church, but maybe God's opening up some other doors. Recently, um, my wife Dana and I, we shared in one of our podcast episodes about our trip to the Voice of the Martyrs. And while we were there, I got to meet with several young pastors 
Um, and they were all, you know, ministering in the local church, but they were working at Voice of the Martyrs. And it kind of gave them a cool support group. And, um, you know, but the, it's another ministry. It's outside their church. And they were doing that and getting, you know, getting paid to do those things. But, um, you know, it's another one of those ministries outside that you can consider. Yeah, there's so many ways and so many things that people do. And it may be that simple thing of, you know, I deliver pizzas, I drive a school bus to, you know, people who run their own businesses and, you know, some at executive levels. It's whatever it is, but consider hybrid types of ministries and don't be afraid to to look into that. Yeah. Another one I wanted to mention is that a lot of companies are taking on chaplains. Um, and so corporate chaplains are another area that, that you might consider and gives you an opportunity. It opens up a door for you to be able to minister. That's a great suggestion. I'm glad you mentioned that one. So Trent, we've, we've talked about nine of them. We've talked about getting involved in a healthy church, spending time with your family, serving without an angle, taking time to reflect, get a clear picture of yourself, keep learning, um, learn some new skills connect with pastors, consider hybrid types of ministries. There's one last one, and we really couldn't say anything without this one. This is a time to really trust in God. And the Bible tells us to trust in him and, and not to lean in our own understanding, which can be really challenging to do, especially <laughs> when you're discouraged. Uh, but to trust God. This is, this is not something that we're just saying because it sounds good. It's because it's true. Absolutely. You know, this is a great time to um, grow in your prayer life, to grow in your scripture reading. Um, and then through that, you know, taking some time to look back, you know, as the the um, Israelites came out of Egypt and they crossed the Jordan River, they took some stones and they piled them up as a place to remember what God had done. And so maybe you have some spiritual markers that you need to go back and look at and say, and be reminded of the faithfulness of God. And so that you can grow in that trust in the Lord. Yeah, I love that story, the Stones of Remembrance. It's just one of my favorite passages of Scripture because those stones were there for a long time. In fact, the Bible records, and those stones are still here to this day. But in that time since, they've gone away because those stones aren't, aren't necessary anymore. But boy, when you need those stones and to know that those stones are there. And I think that's what God does in our lives. He puts those markers and they just stay there to kind of highlight and remind us that he is there for us. And so it's a great time to trust in God. So there you have it. Uh, Ten things you can do if you find yourself in a situation where you've been in ministry and you're without a ministry. You'd love to be back in ministry, but don't know when that's going to happen. Here's some, some things that you can do. We hope that'll be helpful to you. Um, hope you're not in that circumstance, but if you are um, or you know someone who, who is in that, please pass this on to them. So Trent, we are recording in a different format today. We'll see how this goes. Um, but we recorded this in, in about seven minutes faster than we did the last time. So I don't know if that's really good or really bad, but anyway, I, I appreciate you being flexible today. Yeah, absolutely. And keep in mind, folks, the reason we do this, and Alan, I appreciate he jumps through a lot of hoops and he's a busy man. And we both do this because we love you guys. We want you to do well. We want you to endure in the ministry. So we appreciate you taking time to listen today. And we hope you'll tune in to our next episode.